Welcome to Mindful School Marketing, your go-to podcast for personal and professional growth. We're school marketers, business owners, and moms passionate about connecting other school professionals with tools and strategies for success. We love solving problems, exploring new ideas, and thinking outside the box. Let's transform your school and life starting right now. This episode is brought to you by Enquiry Tracker. Easily manage all your inquiries, tours, open houses, and applications with a system designed by K-12 education marketing and admissions professionals. Welcome to Mindful School Marketing. I'm Aubrey Birch. And I'm Tara Clays. I'm really excited because today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to interview Aubrey. We're going to talk about the Small School Leaders Conference that she organized uh, that went up fantastically well a couple of weeks ago. And I'm really excited to share with all of you sort of the background behind that and how it went and and just get some takeaways from it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the interview seat and Aubrey's gonna be in the guest seat today and uh let's get it rolling. So Aubrey, let's start out by talking about where the idea for this conference came from and, and sort of what your thoughts were when you started putting it together. Cause I remember when you had the idea and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> that's hilarious. And first of all, Tara, you did leave out that you were part of the conference too. And you were one of our amazing speakers and presenters this year. So thank you. Um, and yes, uh, this, this was definitely one of those ideas where I've been thinking about it for a long time. I'm like, wouldn't this be awesome? I wish someone did this, right? <laughs> and then I realized I don't think anyone's doing this. So I guess I have to make it happen. Um, and really the background behind this is that, you know, I've worked in small and large schools and I found it so interesting when I left my large school and went to a small school that my professional development budget <laughs> shrank significantly. Um, and it was really kind of challenging to find like affordable um, and relevant professional development for me and my, my role as a small school leader. And so I would go to these like professional development, these conferences, which were all wonderful and everything. And I would sit beside, you know, the assistant to the assistant director of like marketing or something. And I'd be like the half marketing person. Um, and it, it was just like the strategies that those larger schools could kind of pull off and navigate and, and could hear in the conference and then take away. Um, I could as a, as a small, in my small school role. Um, and so I felt like there was this gap in the in the market for small schools of uh, this professional development. Um, in addition, um, a lot of conferences are very, uh, they're either focused on admissions or development um, or marketing, but they're not usually a combination of all three. And with what, what happens in small schools is that everyone's wearing multiple hats. <laughs> And there's a lot of overlap in those positions. So um, you would might have to attend three different conferences um, with your role, your combined role of like director of marketing and development or something like that. Um, and so I thought, you know what, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be some way to create an affordable um, opportunity for these school leaders in development, marketing, and um, admissions roles, and also heads of school who are often filling those same positions in addition to their role as head of school. Um, and so that's where kind of the idea sprouted. Um, in addition, I felt like it's really difficult a lot of times for for small school leaders to get away from the office because if they are wearing multiple hats and they don't have a large team, there's no one really helping with all that to-do work that's going on um, while they have to you know, travel for a conference and stuff like that. 
So that's where the idea sprouted from. I was like, there's gotta be a better way. And so I started thinking and brainstorming, like how can we make this really relevant and, and actionable for these school leaders? And we came up with like, okay, what about a virtual option? What about a virtual three-day option with multiple sessions that cover development, marketing, enrollment? And that's what we ended up doing. It's amazing. It's quite an undertaking three days of finding people to speak and, and different topics that you wanted to cover. I love the, you know, I love the focus on the small schools, small budgets, um, and and trying to solve problems for people who have a lot going on and, and need to be able to solve lots of challenges um, in a tight time frame, in a tight bandwidth, and in a tight budget. So I know that a lot of the people that you had really had that focus in what they talked about, which I'm sure that people who attended really appreciated because they could really relate to it. Uh, and I think, you know, it's so valuable what you put together. Um, how did you come up with a list of people to, I know you're, you know, you're connected in the, in the independent school community. How did you sort of put together the agenda and the, the topics that you wanted to cover? Well, yes. Well, first I will say that the independent school community is amazing and it's a close-knit supportive group. And I will say that I one of one of like kind of I guess it wasn't a surprise, but it was more like um confirmation of this. When I asked people speak to speak, they all said yes. <laughs> and they were like, "How can I support this?" I'm like, "You are amazing. I'm so lucky to be a part of this amazing independent school network." Um and so when we were looking at, you know, what speakers to have, we wanted people who represented diff different topics or different like aspects of marketing, development, and admissions. And so we put together, we said, okay, well, who are the people in those spaces? How can, you know, what topics could they speak on that would really kind of help support small schools and help them reach their goals this year? Um, and so we put together our, our dream list and everyone said yes. <laughs> so um, that's how we ended up with those amazing speakers. And, you know, also we did ask around in the, the space of like with small schools and ask them, you know, if, if you wanted to hear from someone, who would it be? And they gave great feedback and we pursued all the people that they suggested as well. That's fabulous. That's great that you had. Um, well, of course, everybody wants to share what they uh, what they know and um, and be helpful. I know um, I know that feeling. So it was it was nice to have the opportunity to be included in your list of experts. <laughs> Absolutely, I wouldn't dream of having a conference without you in it, Tara. I always oh, have key takeaways, and I will say selfishly, um, I always learn from all my colleagues. So yeah. I was taking notes during every single session. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, we all go in, we all tell, you know, our students and our colleagues, we're always like, oh, you have to have that beginner's mindset. You always have to be learning. Mm -hmm. and, and it was truly wonderful to learn from all these experts. So it was also selfishly that I got to enjoy all these topics and sessions. Yeah, that's great. I know it's, um, it's a lot when you're sitting in front of Zoom um, all day long to, you know, to, to pay attention and for the people who are presenting to present to, you know, basically you don't know who or what people are doing. Um, so I think being able to absorb all that information and then have some key takeaways and providing the recordings and all of that is, is really valuable too. Um, 
let's talk a little bit about any challenges or obstacles that you faced other than, you know, the monumental task of putting together log the logistics. And you did a fabulous job of organizing um, both from an attendee standpoint and from the, the presenter standpoint of, you know, giving us what the tools that we needed to be successful as presenters. So talk a little bit about how you knew how to do that and what challenges that you didn't expect. Yes. Thank you. So I will say, you know, whenever I'm working with people, I always encourage them to try new things. Um, and this was something new. And so anytime we try new things, there's always going to be a learning curve. And we always have to understand that things aren't going to go <laughs> exactly as planned. Um, and then we take notes and say, what can we improve for next time? Um, I think the biggest challenges for this particular event uh, was that it's never been done before, to my knowledge, um, and not in this format. And so it was trying to figure out the scheduling of like, when the speakers are available and then trying to figure out the time of year that might work best for small schools, which by the way, small schools are busy year round. So <laughs> you're never going to find that perfect time frame. Um, and so that was really kind of challenging. And, you know, we ended up by accidentally putting it during Catholic schools week, which, you know, lessons learned. Uh, we had a lot of Catholic school leaders who were like, we want to come to everything, but we're so busy this week. Uh, so, you know, and it's during a key admission season. February is really a, a tough time for admissions officers, but we also heard from them. There really is not like a time of year that is um, perfect for this. So scheduling, always a challenge. Um, finding dates that worked, um, and then just trying something new, like setting up the systems. It's like every school, when you're implementing anything new, you have to set up the systems, and the first time is usually always the hardest, right? Um, and so that was a learning curve for us. But I will say that um, the, the speakers and my team were amazing and supporting and, and helping get the word, word out. And, you know, the people who attended gave great feedback and were so grateful for, you know, what we provided. So it was totally worth everything. And it was so much fun. That's great. Yeah, you had a nice team that were that was helping to keep the chat moving along and questions answered and that type of thing. So um so you had a great you had you assembled a good team, a support team there. Um what was there anything that surprised you that you weren't expecting that happened during, before, after the conference? Yeah, I I was really surprised with the positive feedback. And it came like when we I, I and I would say the signups, it was I was like, will anyone want to come to this? Like you put something out in the world. I'm sure as schools, you feel that you're like, will our community want to come? Um, and obviously we had done some market research to see if this was something that, um, you know, people actually wanted to attend. Um, but you know, you put something out and you see what happens. And so, um, we were surprised by the, the tremendous response from the small school community. Um, they really wanted to, uh, attend and support. They spread the word about it. And during the conference, they emailed me directly and were like, we're having such a good time. Thanks for making this happen. And that just really um, was so heartwarming. And it also, you know, confirmed that this is a need in the community. Um, and also the speakers were amazingly generous with the resources they shared, their time and energy. They went above and beyond for every single session. Um, so it, that, I mean, it was surprising, but in a good way. 
Yeah. I don't want to like bore our guests with our mutual adoration society here, but I'll say like you spread that, you you start that. Like, so you set the tone by having that really kind of giving approach to this. And so I think everyone who participated um, sort of absorbed that karma that you had going. And so it was overall, I think, a super positive event in all the ways that you described. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that that was, that that happened. And I, I, would hope that you wouldn't be surprised next time. <laughs> um, let's talk about some key takeaways. So I attended a few sessions um, and I really enjoyed, um, you know, the creative approach that some people took to their presentations. I know like Angela Brown had a cool little hook um, in her talk and Trevor uh, incorporated some cool friends references that people appreciated. So I know when you're putting together a presentation, trying to make it interesting and fun is, you know, is a challenge sometimes, but but I, th I, th I thought it was really great that people kind of approached this with a little bit of fun. Um, but what were some key takeaways that you um, that you felt yourself and heard from people who attended um, other than what you've already shared? Absolutely. So some key takeaways. Um, so Joe Monzo presented on like video strategy and outsourcing and in-house video strategy. And I really liked what he said about choose your story over expensive gear. A lot of times schools are like, hey, let's produce a video. Let's buy the most expensive microphone and camera. And then they don't really think about like the strategy behind the storytelling and stuff like that. And so their video might have great audio and video, but it doesn't actually, you know, compel people to take action. And so I appreciated that reminder from Joe. Um, it was Patricia Weinsapple um, with her school communication talk was amazing. And I really, I just actually sent this to a client the other day because it, it was like so perfect. And it was, don't bury the lead. Um, and I love this because the information, basically she's saying the information you really need parents to know and act upon is often squished in the middle of school communications. And then you're wondering why didn't like, all the parents come to the whatever, whatever. And it's because you squished it in the middle of the communications and um, they didn't see it. So really needing to understand, like asking yourself every time you're creating a communication, what's the lead and making sure you're leading with it. Um, and then Andrea Gribble did an amazing job presenting on uh, small school social media secrets. Um, and so social media secrets for small schools. Um, and I really appreciated what she said about two things. First, she says, the like, think of your social media as like, do you want the free beer or the free puppy? Um, and she said, the free puppy is, is cute. Yeah. And everyone wants it. Right. But it's a lot of work. It keeps you up at night. Like you have to feed and water it all the time. It's yappy. Uh, we, I love puppies, so I'm not downing it, but like, and then the free beer just arrives and you enjoy it. So, um, she was saying like, when you're thinking about your social media, like it should be enjoyable and not like take your entire life. Um, and so when you're thinking about adding a platform to your social media, you know, think about, do you want the free beer or do you want the free puppy? Because oftentimes um, we think we need this next platform or something as a small school, um, but really uh, we'd be just as doing just as well and just fine uh, with the ones we have. Um, so I thought that was great. And then she also said, you don't need to post live on social media. Like almost everything can be scheduled in advance, except for, you know, if you have homecoming, you might want to do live updates and stuff like that. So I thought that was really helpful. Um, and then Susie Gill um, of Inquiry Tracker presented about admissions best practices. And 
one of the things I thought that was really helpful was her question. Like she would go around when she worked in schools um, and she would interview department heads and teachers and ask like, what are the top three things you want future families to know about your department? And so that helped her plan out her admission strategy, like what she wanted, you know, prospective families to talk to those department heads about what maybe events she wanted prospective families to attend that had to do with that department. And it really helped her admission strategy. So I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. And then there's, um, I think Trevor, <laughs> Trevor's uh, reference to friends was great. I mean, that is a creative presentation. If you ever get to watch it, it's a good one. Um, but he also talked about the different principles that motivate parents to kind of take action. And the one um, he talked about, about the authority principle, where, you know, as we're looking about how we're positioning ourselves in the market, like having an authority figure talk about like our school is one way um, that, you know, people, it, you gain trust that no like and trust factor when you have someone with authority speaking about your school. And then I thought there was so, so Jesse Meadows did a great presentation. Everyone did great presentations, but, and Angie Ward also did a great presentation. And I was very interesting because they both talked about bounce rates. And I always, I'm not a bounce rate, like I don't, it's not my expertise, right? I'm not saying, but I always associated like bounce rate with something really negative. Um, and the way Jesse approached it was like, it's informing what's going on with your, you know, funnel, right? So you probably want to review your call to action if people aren't making it to the next step. And where Angie was talking about bounce rate, she related it to G4, which took away the bounce rate um, option and review in um, G4. But uh, she was saying that's not necessarily a bad thing because sometimes a bounce rate can be a good thing. Like if you went to a website and the call to action was like, fill out something on an external database, you're bouncing off the website, but you're actually going to where you want, your parents are actually going to where you want them to go. So very, two very interesting ways to think about a bounce rate. And I thought that was extremely interesting. And then Tara, my favorite one, and I always tell you about this. Well, first of all, you give such <laughs> great- to say that. <laughs> so you also, you always give like such free good tools like Broken Link Checker and all those other ones. But I, I thought this one was really important and I see so many schools not do it. And that's scheduling 10 minutes every month to just review your website because it's amazing how many people don't take down their open house notifications. Or I, I just was um, reviewing a school site yesterday and it said they were no longer touring for the 2023-24 school year. And I said to the head, I was like, did you, are you aware that this was on your website? <laughs> They're like, no. I'm like, and you're asking where are all the people coming? Like, where are all your applicants and stuff like that? Well, you're not even you're saying you're not even touring. So um, that sort of website check could really help some schools. Yeah. Now, Sarah, I'm curious, did you have anything to add or anything that stuck out for you? No, I loved the, um, I loved the talks that I, that I saw, and I only saw a couple of them because I had a lot of other stuff going on that week. Um, but I thought also the communication and the way that you presented the schedule made it really easy to follow and to connect. Like I didn't have to go searching for a Zoom link. And um, so I thought it was really, really well put together and really well organized. Um, and yeah, some of the things that you mentioned um, 
I also attend, you had a takeaway. So you had, not only did you have all these great presentations, but it was great that you wrapped it up on the last day with a couple of key sessions where people could kind of come in. And if you did miss some, like I did, I could come and hear, you know, what people liked about all the different talks. So I wasn't able to attend. Um, I just sneaked into Andrea's, but I was able to kind of gather some of the things that she talked about and really appreciated that tip about signing up for something because you feel like you have to, because- well, it's there and I should have Twitter because Twitter's there. But actually, if it's not something that's um, that's adding value and it's not a place where your people are, don't 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 get that puppy. Right. I do have a dog who I love very much, but I will say it's a lot of work. Right. So it's a lot. It's a lot of trouble when I want to go away. So um, so I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was really great. Um, I would like to ask you if you're going to do it again. Will you reveal to everybody if this is something that you're going to do another time? Oh my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. Is it too soon? I 100%. And I hope anyone listening to this episode will reach out to me and tell me, yes, yes, do it again. But yes, I am 100%. I mean, the feedback that we got afterwards and during was incredibly supportive from both the speakers and the people who attended, they got so much out of it. And that's the environment we want to create. That's the community we want to create a, a space like that. And I feel like this is the start of a movement, like of like creating accessible, interesting, actionable, and um, supportive, you know, professional development for, for small schools. So absolutely. Yes. Date TBD, because I'm trying not to let it conflict with anything, although it's near impossible with the independent school world. Um, but yes. Awesome. That's great. Well, I'm excited that you'll, that you'll, uh, we can look forward to another one. Um, and I hope that you'll do a lot of the same things that you did in terms of how you organized it, because it really was well done. So um, thanks for sharing all of this with us today. And for those who didn't attend, how can they, can they still get access to the sessions? Absolutely. And thank you, Tara, for presenting at the conference too. Um, and for saying yes, when I asked you, um, yes, of course, people can still access the sessions. If they were conference attendees, they got the recordings as part of their ticket. And so let me know if you have trouble accessing and if not, they can purchase the recordings online for a very low affordable price. Very affordable. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks for all that you do for small schools and thanks to everybody for listening. And for those who attended, um, for supporting those of us who help small schools, it's, it's, you know, it is, it's a nice feeling to know that, that people are paying attention to the help that we offer. So thanks for attending as well. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Um, we look forward to our next episode where we'll have a guest on as we normally do. We'll talk about books and mindfulness and all those things, but uh, thanks so much for joining. Yes. Bye. See you then. Thanks. Inquiry Tracker is the all-in-one CRM solution used by over 250 schools. Easily manage all your inquiries, tours, and open houses. Key instant analytics help you manage and grow a robust pipeline. So end spreadsheets forever. The smart online application system with powerful document upload is a game changer. No school is too small or too big, and their fast start program will get you up and running in no time. Best of all, the system is designed by K through 12 education, marketing and admissions professionals. Check out Inquiry Tracker at inquirytracker.net. That's inquiry with an E, tracker.net. Thanks for joining us on the Mindful School Marketing Podcast. We'd love it if you pop into iTunes and leave a review, five-star preferred. Let us know how you like the show. It helps us improve what we're doing and helps others find us too.